0: Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the Japanaholic podcast. The one-man podcast surrounded by topics all about Japan, animated games discussed by a certified Japanaholic. I am Taylor. And for this week's episode, it's going to be kind of a continuation, I guess, from last week's episode, which I talked about the pros of living in Japan or visiting in some cases. And this week, I'm going to do the complete opposite of pros, and I'm going to be talking about some of the cons of Japan. Because obviously a lot of people like to look at pros and cons when looking at like Japan or just everything in general. It's um, certainly no country is perfect. Even though Japan has all those pros I talked about last week, they can come with a few cons. <clears throat> so I'm going to try and give off five of the five cons that... Um, that are actually like cons completely and not just like, oh, they could be cons in some aspect, Um, but pros in other aspects. But there's a lot of those, but this week I'm going to try and just keep it to just straight up cons that have like no pros whatsoever to them. All right. Uh, if you enjoy these kinds of episodes, make sure to click that follow button and all that sort of YouTube, typical YouTuber stuff. I don't know. <laughs> um. So I think I'm going to start off with a big hit because everybody should really know about this by now. And if not, then, well, you're going to get a good old work-life balance lesson here for Japan. Because it is basically non-existent. It is common uh, for people who know about Japan to know about this sort of fact here. People who do plan on living in Japan have to, like, look out for, you know, for th- this kind of thing. Uh, Most companies still uh, have a pretty terrible work-life balance, which is like almost non-existent. Uh, But some Japanese companies that are like open-minded tend to be all like, okay, we'll give you more of a work-life balance. But those don't come very often. That's slowly changing, but it's like very slowly changing. I, I don't know how... How long it'll be before this kind of thing uh, becomes not existed? But who knows. Uh, for those not very familiar with what the work life balance is like in Japan, uh, basically you go you go to work for eight hours typically, but you also it, you know because of the culture you have to wait until your boss leaves to leave. Which could sometimes be up to twelve hours, even longer than that. Sometimes even sixteen hours if you're like you know, boss is really a workaholic. Uh, during that time, if you get done with your work, you can't leave early because of you know the team being all like, "Wow, you really don't care enough about this company" or whatever. It's so weird, you know, coming from. Uh, like I said, coming from comparing it to the States, the United States, you know, and I'm going to compare it because that's where I live right now, currently. Um, it, it just feels weird, you know, cause here in America, yes, you do work a lot of hours, but the most I think I've ever worked is just eight and a half to nine hours. And, you know, you can, Go home and stuff like that. And if you have to stay over, you know, you'll get... You'll be notified that you got to stay over. And, you know, once you have everything set up to where you can leave, you can leave. You know, if you work at a factory, you know, get your stuff done, you can leave. If you work at a company, uh, get your stuff done and help out if you, if you need to just to fulfill, like, eight hours. And then you just leave. You know, whether the boss leaves or not. But not just... Not just that, they also have, like, a very high, uh, like a very, uh, not very high, but, like, they really recommend that you go out to, like, work, or, uh, company drinking parties, like, a lot, okay? Even if you don't drink alcohol like myself, you have to go to these parties, and you gotta, you know, have, <laughs> gotta drink. I don't know why this is still a damn thing, but it is. Um... I was going to talk about the cost of living, but I really, I've seen in two different areas where somebody said that it's actually cheaper to live in Japan than the United States, depending on where you live. Obviously, if you're living in Tokyo, that could be very well. Are you argued for, but I'm not going to really speak too much on living cost because I have not experienced that just quite yet. So I'm going to not talk about cost of living. Um, I can't say, though, there is a website where you can compare two cities and their cost of living. Uh, I remember last year, I looked up the cost of uh, being in Tokyo compared to Osaka. Osaka is 33% cheaper than Tokyo, which is kind of saying a lot, considering they're two big cities still. So, yeah, uh, if If that makes any sort of difference, you know, and I think I also could, I think it's also compared, I compared Tokyo to Indianapolis, which is uh, the capital of my state, which is Indiana. And it is relatively close to the same as living in Indianapolis or a a bigger city nearby. I could be wrong because it's been a long time since I looked that up, but it's not... Um, I would recommend looking up that, um, that website to compare stuff to, um, considering, like I said, with the pros last week with like transportation and stuff like that, um, and since everything is like really around your area, you're not going to be spending too much money on, uh, transportation per se, like you would here in the States when buying a car and then. You know, every once in a while, you would have to buy fuel for the car because like I said last week or a couple weeks ago that in order for you to actually was last week in order for you to get to somewhere, you have to drive like 15 minutes to 20 minutes instead of like in Japan. You just walk down the street. There you go. It's right there. So you're saving money either way living in Japan. But at the same time, I think rent is just as high, if not a little bit higher eh, than than the states. So I keep in mind with that. And I'm not gonna say this is a con for me, but for most cases this is going to be a con. So um you know for the for the high high amount of rent or whatever that you're paying for, you're only getting like one big old apartment. Big old room for an apartment. I think this is common if you watch like slice of life shows, where the characters are living in apartment complexes or something like that. I think the biggest example is Kobayashi Dragon Maid's, because you see the inside of their house or apartment a lot. Um, or um, there's a lot of examples. There's a lot of examples I can name off where you can look inside like a like an apartment, like a typical apartment complex, um, and. Most people kind of see this as, like, a negative because, like, you know, they, like, if you come from the States, you know, your houses are pretty spacious, okay? My house has two stories, has, like, several bedrooms, two bathrooms. It's, like, very spacious. But then you go to Japan, and your living room, your kitchen, and your bedroom's pretty much in the same room, and then you have, like, one separate room for the bathroom, and then you have, like, a tiny closet around your living room, so... In my case, I probably won't have like a ton of room, but all I need is just my computer to live my life. So, (laughs) uh, so to me, it's like, you know, that's fine. All right. As long as it's not too massively expensive, that's fine. But a lot of people who are used to, um, who are used to like massive homes, like in the, like I said, in the the Western cultures, like the the United States and Canada and even the UK and, and a lot of other countries and stuff like that, um, it is, it's kind of like culture shock in a way. You'll, you'll go into the apartment, it's like, wow, this is all I got? Wow, how am I going to use up all this space? And then you end up using it all because, you know, it's pretty small. And um, that's why if you do end up moving to Japan, uh, I would suggest not being such a possessive person. Like, you know, don't be... Don't expect to move, uh, like everything you have. Maybe sell some stuff to earn some extra money, and like try and free up your your possessions. I guess you'll say your number of possessions, um, uh, because of the fact of how small these apartments are compared to your big ass house. If you're moving into a house, I would I would worry about this. But most times, than not foreigners who are moving to Japan are, uh looking for apartments. So I would still say just be careful on how much you move because there's going to be times where you're just going to have a box full of stuff that you're not going to be able to put out anywhere because you've used up all your living space and stuff like that for that sort of stuff. So in a way, living in Japan could be a little expensive because rent, stuff like that for a tidy-ass apartment, which if you could compare the prices here... For something that big of a size, you'd probably pay like maybe a thousand bucks a month. Um, I would say like it would be like 600 a month. 600 to a thousand bucks a month depending on where you're at, of course. But rent there is kind of expensive. It is. Not only that, but for foreigners who are looking to rent the apartment, it could be a bit of a... It could be a bit of trouble. Okay, um, I've heard a lot of experiences because like I said, I haven't I haven't experienced this myself because I haven't moved there yet, but I've, I've heard a lot of people have been having like so many issues trying to rent out uh, apartments for uh, for living because of the fact that they're a foreigner and stuff like that. And uh, the the renters, I guess I'll call them are afraid of like them ditching out or something like that it's so weird okay not only that but not only do you have to you know spend rents and stuff like that on this uh apartment that you're renting out but you have to do two or three months of rents up front and then you gotta pay off like oh my god I don't know you, you gotta pay like uh you gotta pay like several like months worth of rent stuff like that just to start on. And that's not like a like a down payment or whatever. So it's like, oh, the first few months are like rent free. No. After that you still gotta spend like you know, however money it is to rent it out. So let's say if it's like six hundred, you gotta pay maybe twenty four hundred dollars uh, just to just to go into the apartment and start, you know, living in there. And then the next month you gotta pay six hundred or you gotta pay a thousand, whatever. You know? It it's tough. It's I think this is another thing that's starting to die down a little bit more because of the fact that foreigners have been moving to Japan quite a lot as of recently. Well, I can't say as of recently because of pandemic, but, um, I do say that this could be an issue that dwindles down here in the next couple of years, just because of the fact, uh, that there's a lot of foreigners that are moving to Japan, trying to, you know, live, a uh, live their life and stuff like that. Um... There's, like, um... And then there's also, like, the culture and stuff like that. With, um... I'm trying to think of how I should transition into this. <laughs> um... I talked about this last week. About how sometimes the... Culture itself could be a little bit of a con. Um... Uh, because... Japanese people... And this is not all of them. This is probably, like, 60% of them. Uh... Because again, stories that I've heard, they don't tend to be as direct as, like, Americans can be, um, so that could be an issue sometimes, and then, as well, um, uh, I'm trying to think of what else, it's harder to make friends, and, as a foreigner, I guess you'll say, because of the fact of um, I kinda, I think I heard about this somewhere, it's like, once Once people in Japan get like a friend group or whatever, they are lifelong friends no matter what happens. And it's kind of difficult to get new friends, I guess you'll say, after university or high school or whatever. Um, So I kind of feel like in a way that could be a con and stuff like that. You could take it as, you know, it's going to be difficult to make friends in Japan. But then again, depending on where you're at... Uh, it could be easier to make friends just because of people are going to be all like, Oh, you're new to this country. I want to talk to you, you know, that kind of stuff. Um, oh Lord. Uh, this one, I actually kind of want to talk about a little bit, uh, because of the fact that it's just as of recently become just uh, relevant again, but Japan is kind of one of the, uh. The number one countries that suffers from a lot of natural disasters, I mean a ton. We're talking tsunamis, earthquakes, and um, volcanic eruptions. But volcanic eruptions hasn't happened in so fucking long. I don't even want to put that on the list. So just two of them. But they're still so the 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 two that I've listed off are still so rampant in Japan that it's kind of like kind of hard not to talk about it. So, you know, as of recently, there's been another earthquake in Japan. Uh, it's a, it was smaller than the last one, but it was, uh, I think, in the uh, Fukuoka area. I could be wrong about that one. I know there was an earthquake that happened around the southern portions of Japan, but it, it was, it, yeah. The way that Japan is uh, lo- geographically located (laughs) there's like so many tectonic plates that are next to that country that at any point you are going to probably experience an earthquake no matter where you're at okay whether it's a minor one whether it's a major one yeah you're still going to experience it nonetheless here in the states however where we're geographically placed yes uh where i live I could potentially get some earthquakes every once in a while, but I think the biggest earthquake I think I've ever felt was enough to where the ground was maybe shaking just a little bit, but nothing was like shaking violently or whatever. I think I experienced that a couple years ago, but you never hear the States experience earthquakes unless you're in Los Angeles, in which case, you know, they made an entire fucking movie out of what would happen if the San Andreas fault line were to uh, collide with each other and cause an earthquake. And, yeah, it's another shitty Dwayne Rock Johnson movie. But, yeah, anyways. Um, so, at least where I'm at, I'm never used to, like, natural, or i have never really, how should I say this? I haven't experienced many natural disasters. We get tornadoes, we get floods, we get snowstorms and blizzards. But I have. I'm going to jinx myself. I'm going to jinx myself saying this. I have never experienced a tornado in my life. I've heard the sirens go off, but I've never actually like seen a tornado or experienced a uh, uh, a tornado. So um, yes, I'm going to jinx myself. And this year, I'm probably going to be uh, a direct hit for a, for an EF five tornado. Just watch. Um, but in Japan, you have to deal with tsunamis. Uh, typhoons. I, that's what I was looking at. Tsunamis, Typhoons, and earthquakes. Uh, because of the fact of where it's geographically placed and stuff like that. And like I said, no matter where you live in Tokyo or uh, in Japan, you're going to experience some sort of rattliness once you get uh once you start living there. Whether or not you're in the epicenter or whether or not, you know the one that happens uh it's, like, south, south of you or whatever. It Somewhere s- there's going to be an earthquake in Japan. There's going to be, you know, um, pretty much the entire land is covered with, like, a chance to feel an earthquake. Never really be the epicenter, but just feel it. Whether you're just shaking, like, a little bit or whatever. Um, it's kind of scary in a way because, like, especially for me who just hasn't really felt felt any earthquakes in my lifetime that's gonna be weird going to Japan and being all like oh so this is what an earthquake is like now granted uh, Japan has gotten better at earthquaking pr- earthquake proof <laughs> I can't say it earthquake proofing their their buildings uh, they've gotten extremely better at, uh, at that so uh, you know you will have some instances where if it's a massive earthquake you're going to have to deal with a lot of stuff falling but I don't think you really hear much about, like, entire buildings just collapsing in on themselves because of the earthquake. It's kind of rare for it to happen. It has to take a strong earthquake for that to happen. Um, And the last big earthquake and tsunami that happened was all the way back in 2011, which was 10 years ago. uh, Where uh, an earthquake in, uh, or a tsunami in Fukushima destroyed the entire fucking city and uh prefecture and stuff like that to the point where not only that but with the nuclear disaster it's got to the point where there's still uh, even 10 years later there's still several cities that cannot be you know we you cannot be going back to normal life or whatever because of the fact of there's still contaminated soil and stuff like that so it's a little wonky and stuff like that and and, you know uh that's all disasters fucking suck okay um so, let's see. I'm trying to think of what else I can think of off the top of my head for 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 COD and stuff like that. Um, people always say that opening a bank account's tough, but I have I, I can't speak on that because, like I said, I um, have not experienced that as well. Uh oh. I guess, I think this one will be the last one to talk about for today because of the fact that I think think I've labeled off almost six of them already. Um, Owning a pet. Let me talk about this. For anybody who's listening to this who is a huge pet person, whether or not they're a dog, cat, hamster, uh, or bird, pet, you know. uh, It's going to be tough, especially as a foreigner, trying to not only find a place that has a pet, but or has the ability to own pets but being able to care for them I think is just a little bit more trickier than here in the uh here in the western culture where you just see pets like all over the place and it's super easy you know every house oh, with the exception of a few because of landlords um uh, you know you'll see a lot of people just like own pets and stuff like that and, uh, and, you know, they have houses and stuff like that for them and stuff like that. Now, granted, there are uh, a ton of cafes for pets and stuff like that. Like, dog cafes, cat cafes, rabbit cafes, and stuff like that. That's another thing that Japan's mainly known for. Uh, especially, like, the uh, Tokyo and Osaka area. Uh, you'll see a lot of uh, cafes that have, like, special things for them. Like, uh, like having pets or something like that. So... You know, in a way, owning a pet and stuff like that is going to be a little difficult, but uh, I guess the trade-off for that is you could have the um, the option to go to a cafe and have a have a drink with some cats and stuff like that. Which I kind of find, like I like the concept, but in reality it just kind of feels weird because of the fact that if you're trying to drink something and you have like a dog or a cat near you, there's going to be a lot of cat hair or a lot of dog hair in your drink but hey, do you I guess uh, I think people just go there for the sake of the pets i I'm going I' that's what I would do at least I mean I'm not really one for uh for um pets other than cats and stuff like that I'm a I'm a cat person but I've never since I've really never had any pets in my lifetime I really can't uh, I really can't be all like oh I'm gonna go to Japan and own a pet and stuff like that and, you know have a high key set stuff like that to make it happen but um for anybody who is like a huge um a huge pet person living in Japan is going to be a little bit trickier for you to you know the the uh, have a pet or something like that um do I even... Okay, so actually, I think I want to say this as well just before I end it off just so I can speak about this. Do I even really want to talk about communication? Because, like... It's not the worst country to move to if you can't speak the language because I've uh, I've heard from Sea Dog VA's experience from living in Japan for a year that... You do need to speak sub Japanese, but you can get by without needing to learn the entire language. Uh because of the fact that a lot of <clears throat> excuse me, a lot of places, especially like Tokyo and Osaka, you know, the big cities, pretty much everywhere in some aspects has have incorporated some sort of English in their uh in their uh areas. Okay, kind of like here in the Western cultures, or at least here in the States, where we have English and then Spanish. Uh, In Japan, it's Japanese and English, because you will see in a ton of pictures, like if you just look at like a picture of Tokyo at night or whatever, which by the way is like absolutely beautiful. um, You know, if you just look at like sides, like a picture of like downtown or whatever, it's like almost impossible to not find like a, a bit of English writing, whether or not it's like a word or you know just just a letter in general, you know you'll see something like uh, like like the letter F. I don't know, just something like that uh, on uh on billboards and stuff like that. So, do you need to learn the language? I mean, yes, just so you can speak with you know the the uh the people living there yes I would totally recommend that but you know do you have to go like all out before moving like spend a hundred hours on Duolingo or buy like hundreds of textbooks and spend hundreds of hours tireless nights just looking down at a textbook and writing stuff down and then trying to speak it you don't have to before you move but it's probably worth it would probably be worth it yes but you don't have to it's not like a requirement because of course um uh the fact that that they've incorporated a lot of english stuff now yes i will say that trying to move to japan may be a little wacky because you know you're gonna have to uh probably get a translator out because you're gonna have to uh file or uh, excuse me fill out stuff for taxes you're gonna have to like you're going to have to go fill out like a ton of orders because remember, because of how far back Japan is in technology, lots of stuff is still in paper. Like, they still use fax machines. And, by the way, while we're on the subject of technology before I continue, Japanese websites, like, you know, if you type in like any sort of website, .co.jp, oh my god, most of them are fucking terrible. <laughs> Compare that to like .com websites, god damn, they are horrible good god they are clunky cluttered and just full of like it's it's like oh my god their website design is like so unbelievably bad hopefully that gets better though but that's just my experience going on japanese websites anyways so yes just because of the fact that they're so far back in technology you're going to have to deal with a lot and i mean a lot and i mean a lot of paperwork so, and none of this paperwork is going to be fully in English or half and half. It's going to be 95% Japanese. So, if you do plan on moving, get a translator. At least, like, rent a translator because that's obviously something you can do um, for, um, <clears throat> for like, a week or two. While you get set up and stuff like that, then, you know, move. Uh, but, you know... Obviously, I would say at least try to learn some Japanese before moving. Try to be able to, like, uh, I wish there was a website. I think there is a website, but I could be wrong. I w- if not, I wish there was. Where you can, like, uh, have a simulation process of going through the moving process. Like, take out the papers and be able to see if you could read and write. Uh, all the answers and stuff like that. My voice, I'm I'm losing my voice. I'm noticing this as I'm speaking. I'm losing my voice because I've been getting sick again. God damn it. So, I think there's a couple more than five there. I have to go back and listen to the recording and stuff like that. Uh, so maybe be like six or seven. I don't know. I I think I'll name it off as, uh, I think I'll label the episode as five cons just to be equal with last week. But I'm probably sure. I think I went with six or seven. But I'm going to end it off here. Uh, next week, oh God, do I even want to do a weeb reviews next week? Cause I'm really not looking forward to doing what, doing the weeb reviews of what I wanted to do for the past few months. Maybe next week will be a weeb reviews, but I'm not entirely sure. Don't, don't quote me on that. Uh, if weeb reviews is next week, uh, it's going to be a great one, <clears throat> I'm going to go rest my voice. I so much for tuning into this, this week's episode of the Japan Oli podcast. Again, if you enjoy this podcast, make sure to click the follow button. And do all that good stuff. Share this podcast out too because it still needs to get up there in terms of uh, relevancy. Because I'm not relevant enough, I guess. Take care. Good night.